Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Frank's Musings. Today I'm musing again on the Ukraine, and I have some other musings that I will share with you. When I first mused about Ukraine, the first thing that I said is that it bothered me that uh, the Ukrainian government was not letting men between the ages of, I think it's uh, 16 or 18, to 60, leave the country. And at that time, I said that the Russians would simply slaughter them when they see them on the street. They would simply uh, kill them. Um, and I at least anticipated that every man that age would be at least issued a rifle, ammunition, and taught how to shoot it so that what would be happening as the Russians came into villages, that every man uh, between that age would have the ability uh, to defend themselves, to, to, to have at least neighborhood fighting, uh, neighborhood ability to uh, fight back if uh, uh, they saw that uh, ability. But no, it, it appears to me that many, many men are not armed, do not have rifles, do not have ammunition, have conne no connection with a military uh, counterforce, uh, that many of them if, uh, are simply uh, hiding with their families or uh, maybe even uh, carrying on the regular job uh, that is not related to the war. So. I am very greatly disturbed uh, that we're, we're not at least arming them, that we're not at least training them, we're not at least giving them ammunition to fight back. Uh, another thing in this horrible uh, civilian uh, bombing that the Russians are doing intently on civilians is that the other countries of the world, because Russia has an atomic bomb, are not fighting back, are, are not willing to draw a line somewhere uh, that is appropriate uh, response to what is going on, uh, not an appropriate uh, response uh, to, to uh, stop this horrific uh, genocide if, in fact, uh, the world calls it genocide. Uh, remember, after World War II, I'm, I'm an old guy. We were never ever going to permit genocide again. And uh, yet uh, many people are calling this uh, genocide. The coronavirus in, uh, in uh, Ukraine and Poland, I'm not hearing a word about it. I mean, I would think that the coronavirus is gonna be a drastic uh, issue uh, in Poland and in Ukraine. Uh, what is happening with it? Uh, how bad is it? Uh, how, how is it uh, going on there? Well, the Biden administration, in my opinion, can't plan for anything. I mean, there's no one in the administration that seems to have any ability to have forethought and, uh, and plans ahead of time. And I'm specifically referring to a military uh, aid uh, to Ukraine. Uh, we are now uh, attempting to send tanks, we're attempting to sing, send uh, uh, howitzers, we're attempting to send drones. Uh, we had no plan 
in place, even though this has been going on, what, for a couple of months? Uh, we had no contingency plan. We, we didn't uh, uh, take uh, armament that we already had in, uh, in Europe uh, diverted or uh, armament that uh, we had in uh, other places, probably uh, possibly on uh, uh, ships, uh, that we could have simply uh, quickly and uh, more easily uh, bought to uh, the Ukraine for their defense. Uh, why, why is the uh, administration, or has the uh, administration just so poorly uh, looked at, at this conflict and uh, not come up with uh, uh, plans that would have already been uh, foresaw uh, what was going to happen, or at least contingency plans? Uh, this doesn't uh, bode very well for the uh, United States military forces uh, in plans of what might happen in, in uh, future actions. Uh, what are our contingency plans uh, for China if they decide to invade Formosa? Well, another thing is the aid to Ukraine. You know, I, I can support the aid that we're giving both military and monetary to Ukraine. But let's pay for it. Let's somehow raise taxes, fees, uh, raise whatever. If this is important uh, for the world, if this is important for our country, well, let's pay for it. Uh, we have uh, full employment. We have uh, tremendous uh, economic growth and employment and GBD output. Uh, we need to pay uh, this for this war. The coronavirus, they want to raise, what, I don't know, another trillion dollars, I don't know, two trillion dollars, or hundreds of billions of dollars to uh, force, foresaw and plan in place for uh, testing and uh, pay for viruses because we might have a um, hundred million Americans in the fall uh, contact uh, coronavirus. Well, you know, the problem is that the Trump administration lowered taxes. They put $2 trillion into the coronavirus. The Biden administration put $2 trillion into the coronavirus. And then they put another trillion uh, to make a better economy. No wonder you have inflation. No wonder there is rampant inflation. And this inflation is going to be followed by a very serious downturn depression starting probably in late 2023, the uh, fourth quarter, or somewhere beginning in 2024, because we simply have put too much money into the economy. I mean, of all the trillions of dollars, because half of that or, or a, a significant part of that didn't really go to coronavirus. It didn't go to protection. It did not uh, go to uh, services. It went to colleges. Uh, it went to uh, uh, paying government employees if they get the coronavirus, treating them like workman's compensation. 
there was many, many items of that bill. And if you go back and look at one of my programs, I went over that in detail. So if we need money, why isn't there money left over? Out of $2 trillion, they misplanned and, and miscalculated and, and didn't really uh, plan for what contingencies might have come about. There was no reason that we should be caught now again having to raise money. You know, I am uh, almost want to write a letter to, uh, what is it, Joe Mancuso, from uh, senator from West Virginia, and uh, say, Joe, run for president. Be in the primaries. You know, start your campaign now. Uh, because Joe was right. Uh, we should never have had another uh, domestic spending uh, bill. Well, coming closer to home to uh, the Franklin Town Council, in a eight to zero or one absent, eight one absent uh, bill, they passed to uh, uh, take out of our taxes instead of being taxed and set up a, a separate account to charge people for impervious services, surfaces because we're part of the Charles River Association and because we need to clean up the water. Uh, they need to spend, uh, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to clean up uh, this mess that the EPA and the federal government are imposing uh, on the town of Franklin, the requirements. Well, two things. One, one is we had this proposition two and a half. Uh, so that we can't raise taxes above a certain uh, level. Well, one of the options around that used to be that you could have an override, a bill to override, okay, that proposition. Well, I don't see any override bills lately coming out, and we've, we've taken out of uh, taxation, real estate taxes already. We've taken out sewer, uh, water and trash. Those now are a separate fee. Now they've discovered another way to take out and make separate fees, and that is to pay for this uh, requirements from an environmental point of view, okay, to charge you and charge businesses for impervious surfaces, and it's going to be like uh, I don't know, $19, uh, some, some measurement uh, of your house in your driveway. Uh, they're saying it, it, it might be around $60 for an average home. This is wrong. This, this should be part of our taxes. This should at least be part of an override. Uh, this is too significant simply to take it out and set up a separate uh, fee for it. Uh, the fees, not now, I mean, if, if we allow this type of thing to go on, two years from now, we'll have a different type of fee taken out of our taxes. Uh, we, we could end up with, with about the same amount of money or half the amount of money that we're paying in real estate taxes in separate fees. 
The other part that disturbs me most greatly is that churches, nonprofits, colleges, they were exempt from paying for this environmental services. Now they are going to be charged this fee. We have always looked at these types of organizations as struggling, that they're not, they need financial help, and we've always deferred them from paying uh, fees or taxes. Now it seems like people want to tax these organizations. You know, when the colonies were first founded, churches received money from the government, all right? You know, we realized that that wasn't a good idea. The founding fathers, you know, realized that we should have a separation of church and state and that state should be paying money to churches. Well, the re reverse also works. We shouldn't be taxing churches and charging them fees, okay, to send money to the state or the federal government. We shouldn't be charging colleges to make it more expensive for students to get an education by charging uh, impervious fees. Uh, to me, this is only for businesses and people that have money. Uh, they don't want to pay as much uh, money in taxes or fees. So they found another way, okay, to lower the tax bill by charging colleges, religious organizations, and nonprofits. And that way, their expense is going to go down. I, I can't agree with it, and I'm worried that this is only setting a precedent, a precedent uh, that will only grow in future years and that these organizations, many of them, will just have to disappear because they won't be able to pay the fees that local communities are, are being charged. We need to seriously rethink uh, this two-and-a-half uh, uh, part of uh, local real estate law that it can't go up. All we need to really put in place that if fees are going to be charged to the community, it has to be by override. Which brings me to another local question. Uh, tonight, uh, uh, the Finance Committee is meeting and the uh, town clerk is going to be presenting a budget for the next fiscal year. Two things ought to be considered as part of this budget. One, if there is a ballot vote or a ballot initiative, we need to send, like the state does, a pamphlet explaining the pros and cons, the language, and what the ballot question is. We need a pay to send it out to every household. The other thing is, we don't pay time and a half after eight hours. Some of these election officials are working 14, 15 hour shifts. They should be paid time and a half 
just because they don't have a political clout or part of a union, is no reason to step on them and step over them and not pay a reasonable uh, overtime for over eight hours in a day. Now, you can easily, easily get around that by simply having two shifts, by having a morning shift and an afternoon shift. The problem there is you got to have the people. And you should be able to get the people from the Republican or Democratic parties or whatever party in Massachusetts is on the uh, uh, legal uh, by asking them to make sure there's enough people uh, to have uh, election workers uh, fill all the positions for eight-hour shifts uh, that are needed. If you can't do that, let's do the fair thing. Let's do the social justice thing and pay time and a half after eight hours. Well, Karen Spilka, who uh, currently is our state senator and uh, shortly will no longer be our state senator because of redistricting, uh, Rebecca Rausch is running for re-election and she will represent all of Franklin, wants to have a sports betting bill. Now, I got to tell you, I'm not a big person in favor of gambling. I am totally against sports gambling. It would ruin, it, it would ruin uh, my watching a Red Sox lose. You know, they've lost already six uh, games and extra innings and haven't won one. Can you imagine the betting uh, on the next game if we had sports betting, whether they would lose or win? It detracts from the game. It detracts from the use of money. I mean, what good, is, what good is legalizing sports betting when more people are going to bet? And, and is that helping the economy? I mean, is that really helping state revenue? Is that helping being producing uh, great things? Well, I got to tell you a funny little story here. My wonderful, great producer and director and outstanding person, Chris Flynn here, he, for this occasion, has come with his green tuxedo. So I just want to let you know you're not seeing him on camera, but he has this wonderful green tuxedo. So till Chris and I do another program, God bless you. Have a healthy day. I just came from the doctors. You know, what can I say? Have a healthy day. And uh, thank you for watching. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.